Welcome back to the John and Steve Show. Uh, coming to you from Mooresville, North Carolina, I'm Steve Hackett. Across from me is my friend, my cousin. His fans call him Johnny Lava. I just call him John. What's up, bud? What's up? <laughs> What's up? The boys are back in town. Yeah. Get the band back together, man. It's, uh, thir- 30, uh, 15 months later. Something 15 like that. months later. We have come full circle. We started this podcast because we were unemployed. And nothing to do yeah. with our free time. Actually, yeah. But that was almost three years ago. Or it was three years ago. Yeah. Gone through two brand transformations, taken a year off, over a year off. Yeah, you said what, 16 months you just said? About 16 months off? Yeah. And now we're back. We spent 14, 11, 12 hours in the car twice. Yeah. And sparked some conversation. We decided to get the band back together. Hit back to the airwaves, man. Got a lot to talk about. Yeah, that's because there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. This that is we a can good talk about good time of the year. The holidays just past Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up. If you consider this a holiday, which a lot of which a lot of geeks do, right around this time seems to be the time of the year where Star Wars stuff is going to get released. Right? Yeah. Episode, episode seven came out December of last year. Yeah. Episode seven. You liked it, right? We don't need to go. That was a year ago, but we don't need to get into it. I but. did when uh, the uh, the words popped up. For them to do the word crawling. Oh, the scroll at the beginning. Yeah, yep. right to, you know, a long time ago, a galaxy far, far away. I almost cried. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. It was that whole, and then the way that ended with Mark Hamill on the mountain left a lot of questions oh, to be yeah. answered. The internet is spewing with rumors about what connection, if any, between Ray and, um, and Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. with the beard and everything like that look cool. But a lot of stuff is on the way. Next week, actually five days from now, right? Thursday night, I think 6 o'clock is the first showing. It'll come out Thursday night, is Rogue One. The first of a couple of rumored non-episodic Star Wars movies, including uh, this will be Rogue One, which, correct me if I'm wrong, takes place literally right before Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, so so basically in A New Hope, when Princess Leia is – putting plans into R2-D2 of the Death Star, this uh, movie is about how they acquired those plans. Okay, and then somehow they get them to Leia, and it's her responsibility... Right, and she wants... To bring them, what, to the Rebels? Yeah. So so that they could destroy the Death Star. Yeah, and then she's, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, blah, 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 you know. So she puts the plans in R2. Yes. So that they'll be kept safe. Yes. Now, originally, does it start off? No, you're the Star Wars expert, so you know. Do the plans start off literally like a blueprint, like a piece of paper, and that's why she loads them into R two because as long as R two safe, the plans will be safe, right? Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know what kind of format they're in. We well, don't, the, we don't ever see that. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Well, the reason I ask is because why? I guess when you're traveling, it makes sense to me traveling around the galaxy with the wars going on and all that stuff. A piece of paper. You know, an actual blueprint of some sort would be hard to keep track of or to keep safe. Yeah, man, this is the future digital. What's the future? Star Wars. Does it take place in the future or does it take place in another another galaxy? I mean, there's futuristic technology and stuff. Futuristic for us. Yeah. Theoretically, it could be, correct me if I'm wrong, but it could be happening in the same timeline. I guess, just, just a, a different, different galaxy. Yeah. Okay. You know, like alien tech or whatever yeah, could be but, more advanced than but ours. But there's holograms and stuff, and so I'm assuming there is a digital version of it. Of the plans? Yes. Well, yeah. 
Well, after she loads it into R2. I guess my point was just that... What, if she found a Staples and scanned it into the computer? Yeah, or Kinko's. Yeah, something along those lines, yeah. And then just made 30,000 copies that way. That's probably... There'd be more than enough. There's probably going to be about a half hour's worth for standing in line. (laughs) At the Kinko's? Yep. Star Wars has Kinko's? There's a disgruntled employee. But an alien would be working behind the counter, right? right? Probably, um, what's it? Miso, what's that guy's name? (laughs) Charger? That sounds like a job for Jar Jar Banks to work at Kinko's. <laughs> I think this is a stupid question. You're excited for Rogue One. Yes. Every Star Wars geek is excited for yes, Rogue One. Yes, and actually, um, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, they there was like a private viewing of like maybe like a half hour of footage. At the ranch, right? At the Skywalker, Skywalker Ranch. ranch and- which is in Texas, right? It's it's out west somewhere. I'm not sh- sure exactly. I think it's it in might Texas, be like, but I could be wrong. Like New Mexico ish kind of area in the desert somewhere. Uh, not a hundred percent sure, but uh, a lot of positive feedback. Sounded like I was reading all the tweets of all the people that were invited, and every everyone. I, I didn't read one uh, bad thing about it. Naturally, actually, uh, and they just had the world premiere last night. And uh, did you catch up on reviews for that? I, well, just through my Instagram. So I follow Chris Hardwick and Kevin Smith. Who both were invited. Of them said was it was awesome. Really? Yeah. That's good. That's good to hear. It's in good hands with Disney. Everything's in good hands with Disney. The Marvel Universe is in good hands. I mean, every movie is just blockbuster after blockbuster yeah, after I'm, blockbuster. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The fans. Everybody loves everything. That everything's in good hands at Disney. Um, I heard. Somebody say to me recently that Lucas actually gave it his thumbs up too, that he, yes. was, he was proud of it as yeah. well, which is if you want to impress anybody, that guy. You know, if you can get over on him, you're doing something good. Well, That's is, his baby. This is also the guy that gave us Judge Irving. So, well. Well, you can't hit him all out of the park. <laughs> but he's a conversational piece. People talk about Jar Jar all the time. So whether That's you like true. him or not, if that you're is, talking about him, that is true. you found him entertaining. But yeah, so Rogue One comes out next week. We're going to go see it together on Saturday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of what you, I think, would consider like a casual Star Wars fan. I'm in and out. I don't have a full like grasp of the entire universe and all the characters and stuff, but I appreciate them. They're the movies. They're really, really good. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars to me is just okay. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> so you, Star Wars is incumbents, Jonathan. Yeah, it, it's what it's what holds you together. It, it does. After this, not to look too far ahead, but then next next December. Is episode eight? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm going to Celebration, which is exciting. That's awesome. When is that? April. Oh, cool. Yeah. The year episode eight comes out, there should be a lot of fun shit going on there. I'm hoping they show some good stuff. That'll be cool. So I've never been to Celebration before. Excited. Who is the girl in the trailer for Rogue One? Jane Erso? Is that the actress's name? No, that's her character. That's her character's name. The actress, I don't know her name. But the... How is she... look it up. Yeah, you can. How is she tied to the universe at all? We haven't met her yet. We don't know, and I think that's a, another big question. Is But I imagine, and again, if I understand correctly, it's going to be her responsibility to get the plans to Leia, right? That's what it seems like in the trailer. But they can't cast... Her name is Felicity Jones. They can't cast Leia because she's old now, right? So they're going to have to use footage from A New Hope if they're going to use her at some point. Carrie right? Fisher, you Carrie mean? Carrie Fisher, yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, I guess. Or they could – I mean if – the only thing about Leia that we see is you know, maybe something from far away maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, and you don't really get a close-up of her face. Touch on for a second 
the news that broke a couple of weeks ago about Harrison Ford hooking up with Carrie Fisher uh, based on her biography that came out during the uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, episodes four, five, and six. That's pretty cool. Like to hear about that, for her to let that out now, like so many years have passed. Hopefully nobody was hurt over the truth like his wife at the time. I think they've since gotten divorced. I don't know if that's because he hooked up with Carrie Fisher or not, but obviously it didn't work out. So hopefully Cat Grant now. 30, 40 years later, it's not uh, – it, hopefully it's not a big deal. But as a fan, that's kind of cool because of the onset romance. One of the most badass scenes in all of cinema is when she goes, I love you, and he says, I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. And now to find out that they were fucking, it makes it all that much sweeter. Okay. <laughs> right? Doesn't it? No? Okay. I, I, it doesn't bother Maybe me. Maybe that's just me. But then after this, I next, think so. next year, December, is episode eight. Um, hopefully we'll get more questions answered as to the relationship between um, Ray and um, and Luke Skywalker. And then the year after that would be the Han Solo movie, right? Yes. And then after that, episode nine. Yes. And then uh, supposedly uh, I think the other ones they talked about were a Boba Fett movie maybe and maybe a Yoda standalone movie too. Oh really? So yeah, the, Boba Fett. These are all you know that have been here. Speculation. So, uh, Han Solo, I think, is the only one that's confirmed. The Boba Fett movie would be badass. So that would yeah. be awesome. If uh, you've been talking about that for a long time, you're a big Boba Fett fan. Yeah, well, I, I mean, but ever since um, uh, Marvel acquired or uh, Disney acquired Star Wars, they went back to Marvel uh, for the comic books. You know, Marvel. Right. This, right. Books. Right. Right. And they've been coming out with a lot of. Uh, small runs like um, like miniseries with yeah. different Star Wars characters. So like they're they're doing a Han Han one right now that you know I'm I'm almost done. There's one book left. Has it been? Has it been good? Yeah, it's okay. It's him uh, doing a, a a race. I forget the name of the race, but but he's also undercover for Leia, bringing a witness uh, to help them with something. Um, so that's got to be post Episode Four, right? Yeah, because he yeah. meets Leia for the first time in yeah, Episode Four. The uh, the Star Wars run is it seems to me like it's in between four and five. So the, the comic book run, the normal Star okay, Wars okay, one. Okay, okay. Uh, but there's also a Chewy book. There was a Poe Dameron one. There was a Darth Vader one that I think just finished up, and they had twenty something issues or whatever. Who's Poe Dameron? He was in a Force Awakens. Oh. Um, okay. Oh, Poe, Poe. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, He's the fighter pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did a Lando one uh, for like five books or something. But they haven't done a Boba Fett one, which I thought is weird. Donald. They have. I just. Uh, Glover is playing. He's going to play young Lando, Lando in the movie. Not Danny Glover, which was my misunderstanding. Right. <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> Danny Glover. Is the guy from The Lethal Weapon. Yes, and they are Murtaugh? not, and they right, I'll and they are for this shit, and they are not related, right? It's <laughs> just a coincidence that they are I'm, both. I named believe Glover they're not related, and they're both. Uh, black, I, I don't know the family personally, so I can't really vouch, you know, like confirm that. <laughs> okay. But you're it's been the, a while since I saw Danny. <laughs> you're not the source, right? On whether or not they're related. Yeah, Rogue One's going to be cool. The, the trailer looks badass, and I'm looking forward to it. We do another episode next week or the week after. We can give a recap of that movie and what we what we thought about it. You probably, even if we did it a week from now, you would have already seen it twice. Yeah, um, so yeah because be- I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see it by myself on uh, Thursday or Friday morning. So I'm gonna leave work early, and then we'll both go see it Saturday. And, uh, yeah, 
I, 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 for those movies, I like to, for the first time I'm going to see it, I like to go see it by myself. I did it for Batman Superman. I did it for the first Star Wars or Episode 7. Which I still kind of hold a grudge over because I really feel like you would have liked Batman v Superman a little better had you seen it with me the first time. I, I think I would have helped you enjoy it a I little more. I don't think so, because didn't I see it with you the second time? Yeah, but and the I first fell time. If you w- yes, but I think if you would have watched it with me the first time, you would have enjoyed it a little more. I don't know, because it's not like... it's not Because like- I was giddy as fuck. I was all... Yeah, I was I was fanboying for three straight hours. Yeah, I don't I don't think that would have affected me. Uh, it's a fucking awesome movie. You're no. crazy. Mm-hmm. You are crazy. Uh, agreed. To and I think I think and we'll get to it in a second because I want to talk about the Justice League trailer with you um, on air, even though it's a little dated now. But um, I really think what happens in the Justice League movie, I think, is going to um, I think it's going to fill voids for Batman v Superman. I think it's going to pick up. Um, some stuff because I, I don't want to get into it too much. We'll get to the Justice League trailer in a second. S- staying on Disney properties, I wanted to switch over to Marvel for a little bit. Unless you, we were wrapped up on Star Wars, right? Uh, yeah. Rogue One. Um, the Spider-Man trailer was released uh, a couple of days ago. It was released. There was an international trailer and a domestic trailer, both released. And the Baywatch trailer. And the Baywatch trailer, which I'm also looking forward to. Yeah, actually, looks, that's going to be hilarious. Funny. Uh, the Rock is awesome. Everything he touches is awesome. Yeah. Uh, we just I just watched uh, Central Intelligence. It was hilarious. Um, but they released the international trailer and the domestic trailer for Spider-Man uh, on the um, – what's his name? The ABC late night guy um, from the man show. What is his name? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they released on Jimmy Kimmel. A lot of trailers get debuted first on Jimmy Kimmel. They did the same thing with Batman v Superman. Um, what did you think of the Spider-Man trailer? I think it looks awesome. It does look pretty awesome. I'm so looking forward to Michael Keaton. As a villain. Yeah. Tony Stark is in it a lot. It's, that's he's what in it, seems it like. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's almost teaching him how to be a superhero. Which is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, I read an article that the director of Spider-Man, either the director or the producer uh, of this movie, did come out and say that he should be 15 years old. Um, that's how we should interpret him, that he's 15 at the time of the movie. Um the, the cafeteria scene in the trailer where they're like oogling, oogling the, over the girl. Who is the girl? What's her character name? I don't remember. I could look it up really quick, but I don't remember. I don't think it's anybody that's like a household name. It's not Gwen it's not, Stacy. And it's not, it's Mary, not Jane. Mary Jane. Um, I can look it up really quick. Oh, actually, I have it right here. Um, but I don't, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. But I think it's cool that they're doing the, the, the chubby buddy. Because, like, his friend, you know, who's kind of, you know, he's kind of a social outcast, too. Whereas I think Peter feels like a social outcast because of what he's dealing with. Yeah. Because of the, the change in his powers and, and his body and all that stuff on top of, you know, what, probably what he's going through, you know, with puberty and all that stuff. And then having to deal with all these powers and stuff. High school could be a rough place. He's got the chubby friend who kind of feels like an outcast, too. That is what they're doing currently with Miles Morales in the Spider-Man run um, in the comic books where he's – 15, 16 years old and has the chubby friend who has no friends or whatever and they just have each other. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I don't go back as far with the Spider-Man title like back to the you know 50s or 60s or whatever to know if that's what they did. But I do know that they're doing that now um, with Miles Morales. But the, the trailer looks awesome. It looks action-packed. Keaton's a great villain. The costume looks cool. The helmet looks a little on the vulture. Looks a little over the top. A little... Co- a little uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? A little cartoony, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but you know they're going to handle it just right. The movie looks awesome. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland. Oh, Donald Glover's in this as well. Doesn't say who he's playing, though. John Favreau is returning as Happy. Yeah, which is cool. Yep. Uh, Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes in The Vulture. Um, where is she? Stan Lee's obviously going to make a cameo. Why isn't the girl in it? I don't see where she is on the build list. She's not Garcelle Biovis, is she? That girl looks way too old to be the girl in question. But anyway, that girl seems to be the love interest. Oh, Liz Allen? Laura Harrier. Is that her? Or you don't know? I, I don't know. I think, I think that's her. It looks like that might be her. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I think that's cool. The fact that Tony gives him his costume, is they're going to show that, which actually would overlap Civil War, right? Yes. Um, which is cool. Yeah, and it looks like Tony Stark's going to kind of take him under his wing, so... Yeah, the movie looks badass. The, the part of the charm for the whole thing is how he's learning and how he's a kid. Um, I think it's cool that he does the accent and everything, and it's just all very, very, very charming. It definitely has a different feel than uh, the Tobey Maguire one. Which holds a very special place in my heart. I love the, the Tobey Maguire movies. I'll defend them forever. And that, and that's not even to say that you know I'm going into this with a negative approach. I, this movie looks awesome. I know everything's really, really good in Disney and Marvel's hands, um, but I like those Tobey Maguire movies. I liked them better than the Amazing Spider-Man um, one and two. I, I like those ones. The said the um, Andrew Garfield ones. Mm-hmm. You like those better than the Tobey Maguire ones? Yeah, I, I didn't. I, him not so much, but I, I mean, I just like them. He seemed a little too emo for me. It was a little too like those were much grittier, not, not geeky enough. Yeah, I thought Tobey Maguire was a perfect nerd, the guy you, the kid you would never he expect. Looks forty-five. Though. He did not. You always say that he did not look forty-five. He was thirty-something when they filmed, but he's got a baby face. He looks young. He did not look forty-five when they filmed that movie. I thought I thought those movies were really really good. I thought they did a good job with the costume, with the storylines, and I did. Why? Why are you laughing? No, I'm just, because we uh, we had this conversation like like days ago. Like, yeah, because it, um, it was on. Right, and me, you, and my brother. We were we were just sitting there, and then he uh, said the same thing you said. Yeah, that he looks. He does. Not. And actually, we found out that he was only maybe like four years older than like he was in his early twenties. Playing an 18-year-old, you know, or a 19-year-old. Was he? Yeah. I thought we figured out he was 30 when they filmed those no, movies. No, I don't think so. No, oh, I thought he was. We could look that up, too, but he definitely can play a younger character. He looked, at least at the time. I bought he it. He has John C. Riley syndrome, where he looks the same he, age no matter what. Only John C. Riley looked 40 when he was, like, 20. And like, but now, so now, is he 40 now? Uh, he's probably, probably close so to So he'll 50. just level out. Um, yeah, but I'm excited for that movie. <laughs> that movie looks like it comes out. It comes out next year, uh, July 7th. So right after July 4th of 2017. So we got a while to go. So we'll probably get a couple more trailers between now and then. Uh, but that movie looks awesome. I think they casted this kid perfectly. That's exactly the kind of kid I would love to be cast for like a Robin character. Somebody like that. It's too bad. I mean, that's great for Marvel that they were able to snag him up, but 
Somebody like that, I think, would be perfect for it, like a Damien. Yeah, again, uh, when Chris O'Donnell played Robin, he's the only that I will agree with. He looks forty-five. He did look forty-five as Robin, who should have been like twenty-two. Yeah, he's the only uh, cinematic Robin that we've had, right? Yeah, live-action cinematic Robin. Yes. I mean, I'm not talking. I'm talking about in the movies. I'm not counting Burt Ward. That was I still, even though right. they did a movie, I'm still considering that a the '66 show, a TV right? Show. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. But yeah, so yeah, though so Burt Ward and Chris O'Donnell. And I agree. Chris O'Donnell did look forty five. He looked almost as old as George Clooney, like they, they could have been in high school at the same time when <laughs> even though he was supposed to be or Val Kilmer rather, you know, when they introduced him in Batman Forever. Um actually I think Don't touch it. Batman Forever I actually don't think is as bad as, as a lot of people make it out to be. Batman and Robin was atrocious. But Batman Forever, I don't think was as bad um, as people make it out to be. Wasn't that the debut of the nipple suit? No, that was. I think that was George. Was it? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, Batman Forever was was bat nipples, um, and then yeah, and then Batman and Robin was bat skates, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think uh, Ben Affleck's version is the best looking suit so far. I may agree with you. I love the logo. The fat logo. The Dark Knight Returns-esque yeah. chest logo. So. I think it's cool that it's a combination of what looks like homemade like material and armor. So it's like a cloth over an armor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How it looks like it has stitching. Um, yeah. Dig the logo. The cowl's cool. Um, that, I don't think, though, as much as I loved Batman v Superman, and I'm really excited for this DCEU, I don't think Ben is the best looking Bruce Wayne in my in my head. I think he played a good Bruce Wayne. Um, I just don't think he looks like my Bruce Wayne. See, uh, to me, he does. Really? Yes. I actually think, based on looks alone, strictly just looks, I think Val Kilmer looks like my Bruce Wayne. In my opinion, how I would picture Bruce Wayne to look, I think he's got like he just looks like. I don't know how to put it into words. He looks more to me like a like the the animated series come to life, Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer, in my opinion. Okay. Um, See, when when I think of a Bruce Wayne, I think of a you know built guy who's got like a square kind of jaw. You know, and, yeah, I can see that, and that's how Ben Affleck is to me. You yeah, know? that makes sense. Val Kilmer to me is more of a pretty boy ish, not as much as like. Christian Bale was. I think Christian Bale played the best Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. But I think Val Kilmer, based on looks alone, looks like my Bruce Wayne. See, I and I, that's uh, see, I think Ben Affleck looks like a Bruce Wayne to me. He has the dark hair and stuff. Val Kilmer's got light hair, you know. Yeah, in the movie, he, and, he uh, didn't really though. Yeah, he was darker he had, in the didn't movie. Didn't he have dirty blonde hair? I don't. I don't think so. No. Well, to to me, like you know, reading. And like watching stuff to me when they, I was like, oh, Ben, I didn't hate it on a Ben Affleck like everybody else did. No, I, I, I don't think anybody hated on Ben Affleck. I think a lot of people. <clears> when said it was he, announced, they hated. Oh, hate when it was announced, yeah, oh yeah. But they did the same thing when Michael Keaton was was you know right. was casted. Heath um, Ledger with the Joker and yeah, you know. and look how that turned out. Yeah, um, but what was I going to say? I George Clooney, I thought was by far the worst <laughs> Bruce Wayne in my opinion. Michael Keaton maybe in the face looks like a good. Bruce Wayne, but he's small. I don't like his stature for a Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. a very, very small guy. He's still my Batman, though. Yeah. I, a lot of people feel that way. I think that's really common. I, I think my... I don't know. 
Christian Bale, I guess, is my Batman, but based on how I came up and how much I appreciate that trilogy, I thought he played Bruce Wayne very well. I think he was funny when it was appropriate. I thought he was brooding when it was appropriate. I believed over the span of three movies that Christian Bale, better than any other Bruce Wayne to date, played it off like he's Batman and the costume is Bruce Wayne. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, Batman is who he is. When he has to put a face on and pretend to be something he's not, that's when he's Bruce Wayne. And I think Christian Bale embodied that better than any Bruce Wayne to date. Um, They didn't spend a whole lot of time on Bruce Wayne in in Batman v Superman. A little bit. Um, But he was always doing something Batman-esque. When he's at the party, you know, he's got to put the thing um, to try to steal data from from Lex Luthor. Um, I thought the, the, the... dynamic in at the party between him and Henry Cavill as Superman um, at that point he knows he's Batman right because he overhears him talking to Alfred and I think he's able to, I think you're supposed to get that he had pieced it together um, and I thought their dynamic was was cool and I think it was interesting um, it was a little on the nose um, with the whole line of uh, um, I'm just used to people dressed up as clowns or whatever Um that was a little on the nose, but it was it was kind of cute uh, to allude to the Joker, who we had not seen yet. We wouldn't see until the Suicide Squad comes out. Um, but overall, since we're already talking about it, um, we might as well talk about the Justice League trailer because I did want to touch on that with you. You've been a little hard on the DC Extended Universe to date. I think that's fair to say. Not Don't appreciate it as much as I do. We all appreciate superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Seeing these beloved characters on the big screen, we all love no matter what. But I think you've been a little hard on... Um, the DCEU to date. What did you think of the Justice League trailer? Uh, I thought it was okay. I wasn't excited as you were. I love it. But I I love all of it. I just, honestly, the best part to me was, uh, what's his name as the Flash? Or as Barry Allen. Ezra Miller? I thought he was funny. Really? He actually made me more looking forward to seeing him more. Whereas when they announced him, I'm like, ugh, no, go away. And the funny, the funny thing about that is, remember when they casted him, and I was like, I don't really know who that is. And you said, watch Trainwreck. Yeah. And then so I did, and I went, I just watched it. Which one was Ezra Miller? And you said it was the geeky guy that she hooks up with. And what what, what was in the? He does something really annoying while they're like, fucking. Yeah, like yeah. yeah I forget the, what he the does. Clamp, the nipple clamps or something. Right, right, right. Or nipple rings. I don't know. And you like, were like, it was just something that. He was like really creepy, and he was underage, so it was right, just like right. the, the scrawny whole, little dude. The whole thing was just creepy. He was made to be creepy in this, uh, in Trainwreck, like that. He was supposed to be creepy, and like, and he's an actor, and he's an actor, and he he did an excellent job. Yeah, you know? yeah, he hit it out of the park. Um, but to me, uh, he didn't he didn't seem like a Barry Allen to me, you know. Right, but he's playing a role. Which, Hopefully, he's just a, an amazing actor, right. and we'll forget about so, that role yeah. and and buy him in as Barry Allen. Overall, the trailer though, does it? Are you <coughs> excited to see it? Does oh, it render anything? No, I'm I'm definitely that looking, you didn't like about B- Batman v Superman. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the movie because I mean, let's face it, I'm going to get to see all those superheroes together on the same screen, which is why I didn't totally hate Batman versus Superman because when you come down to it. It's still Batman and Superman together. On the same screen for yes. the first time ever. So I never said that I hated the movie. I just... Didn't was, like it as much I as you was, had hoped. Right. Okay, that's fair. Um, what sucks is... The, the reason I, when I say the movie is not that good, I really do that to bust your balls. Because <laughs> it, it makes me upset. Me. 
but I didn't hate the movie. I owned the movie. I bought it. I w- if I hated the movie, I would just because you bought that's bullshit. <laughs> you would if you did hate it. You would you own plenty of movies you didn't like just for the sake of owning it. <laughs> um, so far, my favorite movie has been Suicide Squad. Your favorite DC extended universe movie in in this new incarnation, yeah, like with you know this new cinematic universe. Suicide I guess, Squad was okay; it was good. Um, I really, liked, I didn't hate it. I really liked Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I thought she killed it. Absolutely, and I, her. I, I was like going in ready to judge her the most because she's one of your favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I liked Suicide Squad. It's hard for me to appreciate it on an, on the next level. Seeing what they, le- I think they left a lot of creative decisions on the table as far as uh, Joker and Harley's dynamic and their relationship. I think that was a huge missed opportunity, yeah. and because I've done, I've defended the DCEU to date hard, right? Even to you, mm-hmm. like with our debates and our arguments and stuff, I can't really defend that, and I can't legitimize it in my head. It didn't make sense to me either, um, because be- be somebody who reads the Harley Quinn book and. Uh, and who's familiar with their relationship and stuff? Yeah. Even from a business standpoint, because Warner Brothers has come out and said, you know, if you want popcorn eating, cheesy blockbuster flick, go see a Marvel movie. That's not what we're about. We're about the hard truth. We're about grittier films. We're about, you know, real life, making this stuff feel like it could happen in real life. And if that's the approach you're going to take, then show me the Joker slapping Harley across the face. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to make PG movies for kids, then don't. But then don't back off and say that we didn't want to put that kind of relationship in a summer movie. Well, you can't play both sides of the fence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, in my opinion, if you're going to show it, show it. In, in Now, I don't necessarily agree with the statement I'm about to make. Okay. But I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. Okay. I mean, now, when you're a filmmaker or you're a comic book writer, you have that... You have to stay in the realm of certain continuities and stuff. Right. But also you have those... Put your own spin on it. ...liberties and stuff. Correct. So maybe this is just a different type of relationship we're going to see in the movies. And that's fine. You know? But I'm... I'm, We've never seen it before, so... No. I haven't seen the Joker lovey-dovey. Right. No. Only when he's trying to make up for something jackass that he did. That or he wants something from When he wants something from him. Right. And that we didn't really get. We got like a real true romance out yeah. of the two of them, which was weird. Uh, what did you think about his style Joker? I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I did not think. Let me put it this way. The buildup and the hype with interviews that he had done. The fact that you know he was sending creepy fucking packages to the cast. He sent a dead mouse in a box to Margot Robbie. He sent bullets to Will Smith's house. Like he, the, the reports that he had never left character on set built the hype for me that this Joker was going to be fucking awesome. And it was going to be different and it was going to be uh, innovative. I don't think he strayed off the beaten path as much as I – thought he was going to i thought his joker was very i thought his joker was if jack nicholson's joker and heath ledger's joker had a baby that was his joker i don't really think he went in a completely new direction with it i don't think he put his own stamp on it i think the things that make this joker unique weren't his decisions the costume the tattoos 
all those things, yeah, I don't think which have right. nothing to do with Jared Leto, are what make this Joker unique. Yeah. The way he portrayed it, I don't think was very unique. I thought it was the epitome of Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson having a baby. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you? How do you feel? Do you feel the same way? Or similarly? Yeah. Um, I I didn't. I thought he did a really good. I thought he did a great job he acting didn't, wise. But he didn't blow it. I mean, yeah. Uh, to me, uh, coming out of that movie, Margot Robbie, she was she killed it as hard. She steals the movie, um, which is hard to do in a Will Smith movie. <laughs> she steals it. But uh, I wasn't really a fan of that gangsta. Type Joker with the grill and the you know, and the tats and and all that right. The tattoos didn't bother me that much. The tattoos bothered me a lot. It, it was more like, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, like he had his gang and he had the grill and you know like yeah, it, like uh, like the Joker he has his thugs but he's mostly a loner you know right. He's not like the leader of the Crips right. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, but I, I am looking forward to like coming out. I'm like, I want to see more. I want to, I do too, which I is the see point more of him and kind of, you know, I want to see more of both of them that stand that Harley Quinn movie that they're talking about doing. I want to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think again, I, I, but I would, the, the rumors are that that's going to be like a, a birds, birds of, of prey, prey movie. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen mad love or yes, that's, I wasn't even thinking that, but yeah, I would love to see that. Um, but I was more so thinking like a uh, Harley Poison Ivy movie um, where the two of them are, are teaming up there and, they're, and it's like female criminals, but you love them and they're hot. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, that would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. You know, maybe they make out once or twice. That'd nice. be cool. Yeah. Now we're talking. Dude, in the comic books. They, I, there's lesbianisms. They allude to <laughs> I just made them to like hooking up a bunch of times. That's pretty awesome. There's a lot of um, Marvel just introduced another uh, gay and lesbian character. Um, Batwoman is gay in the bad family. She's a lesbian. Um, they're doing that a lot more, which I mean, no complaints here. Um, I think you have that many people in, in today's day and age. You have that many people. Wait, you mean, did you, you said Marvel. Did you mean DC? No, Marvel just introduced a There's new a Batwoman. No, 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 no. That was two separate points. I was, Oh, making. okay. Marvel just introduced a new, uh, uh, a lesbian character. I think she's a woman. Who, who is it? I forget her name, but oh. I saw I saw it come across my Twitter feed that they the, the first issue was coming out soon. She's a brand new hero and she's a lesbian. Um, also, as part of the Bat Family, Batwoman um, in the current Detective Comics run as part of Rebirth, she's kind of training uh, Tim Drake, Damian, and and uh, she's part of a, a stable with him and Nightwing. She's a lesbian as well. Okay, um, well, that's cool. But it makes sense to me in this day and age. You 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 come across having variety is good. right, yeah. and you come across all these different people from all these different ways of life. You're yeah. bound to come across, um, people, that's how have, you it, know, yeah, in real and life. that's how it is in real life. So that's, that's how, how it should, should be. be in, yeah. Completely agree. But again, going back to the trailer before we move on overall, you liked it. Suicide squad. No, the justice league trailer, which is what was my original. We kind of got off topic. I thought it was bit. okay. You thought it was, okay. um, uh, I think I, it's a lot. I, more, I'm definitely excited to see the movie. It's a lot more lighthearted. Than it seems like than Batman v Superman was. Yeah. Even the Batman v Superman trailers were very dark and gritty. The one thing about the trailer I don't like. I like everything about the trailer. The one thing I don't like is the very last scene um, because that's not very Bruce Wayne esque to me. Where um, Arthur Curry Aquaman throws him up against the wall and he goes, "Arthur Curry, I hear you can talk to fish." That isn't very Bruce Wayne to me. That's like comic relief. That's like a snicker. It's a wise ass comment. That's not very Bruce Wayne to me. 
I also don't like that Bruce Wayne is the one that's bringing the team together. Yeah. However, I understand the logic behind it. Explain why. I, they'll, I, to, well, from what I understand from an interview with Zack Snyder... No, explain why... I don't like it? Yes. Because he's because the lone wolf. Because I agree wolf. with you. In, 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 the, in, the, in the comics, yeah. he's the lone wolf. He's the one you have to convince to be a part of the Justice League. Right. He wants no part of it. He wants to run Gotham City, do his thing, mm-hmm. and you know, if you need me, call me. If I'm available, I'll help. If not, leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the approach that he takes. In this instance, he's the one putting the team together, which is the complete opposite of what I grew up it's on. It's him and Wonder Woman. Yeah, which is what I, which is the the complete opposite of what I grew up on, and that I have a little hard time swallowing. But I understand the logic behind it. I saw Zack Snyder said it in an interview. It makes more sense to him that the human would be the one to put the team together because he's the one without powers. It didn't make any sense to him that Superman, who is arguably the strongest of the group would need friends to fight sense. off an enemy, which makes absolute sense. So that I'm willing to let go um, because it makes a lot of – Zack Snyder made it make sense to me. Um, which is weird because the other stuff – What stuff? <laughs> Batman for Superman. Right, yeah. Okay. In your opinion, I thought Batman v Superman made perfect sense to me, but whatever. Um, what you call it? And then the other thing I don't like is I, I think um, I think Ezra Miller's a little too goofy for my opinion. Um, but somebody needs to have the comic relief. I'm okay with that. Uh, if it's him normally that would, to me, that would be left for the green lantern character. Yeah. You know, the Hal Jordan, he's the wise ass egomaniac, no but there is no green lantern character. So somebody's going to have to take up that mantle. I guess if it's going to be anybody, it should be Ezra Miller. Um, he just, doesn't he seem a little too small as Miller? Yeah, but he puts the suit on. Yeah. I mean, with the suit, it doesn't matter. Greg Gustin's not a big guy either. But he's, he's tall. tall, but he's scrawny. Which, but that's Barry Allen. Barry Allen is a tall, skinny guy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I just, Neither one uh, of them look like the comic book version of Barry no, Allen. because the comic book version is a blonde-haired guy. Right. I am curious to see them all standing together and see what he looks like standing next to like because Ben Affleck's a big looks like a big guy. As does Henry Cable is a big guy. As does Jason Momoa is Ray a huge Fisher, guy. Right. And Ray Fisher appears to be a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it will be interesting to see them all together. Um we know Henry Cavill's in the movie. For a woman and she's very tall. Is she? Yeah. Like five eleven maybe model like ish it well, seems yeah. like. Yeah. I can know? see that. Yeah. But I have high hopes for the movie. I think the movie's gonna be really good. Um what else did I want to talk about? The Arrowverse, we could touch on. They just did a four-way crossover. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was Aliens versus Superheroes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And which was based on, if I, if my information is correct, it was based on a book called Invasion, um, which I did not read. But you just watched, you watched all of them, right? Yes. How was it? I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really like those shows. It's actually... Um, Walking Dead is my favorite show. Um, Bar none. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I really only make a point to watch Walking Dead and those shows. Like, everything else is DVR'd and I'll get to it when I get to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, well, wrestling I watch. Mon- Raw I watch live. But, you know, but if I don't watch it live, I don't end up watching it at all. So, <clears throat> but those superhero shows I enjoy a lot. Supergirl, Arrow... Flash and Legends that I make a point to make sure that I'm up to date on them. I um I am a little behind on and with this this podcast this recording was a bit of a uh, 
like a last minute thing that we just decided several days ago that we were yep. going to do. So I haven't had a chance to really catch up, but just on my own, um, I am through the first two seasons of Flash, the first season of Supergirl. Every I am not caught up on anything live on TV right now, basically. Um, so, but I heard it was good. I, the reviews were really good. Um, I did see one scene uh, when we were hanging out. You guys watched um, part of it when we were at um, when we were in Connecticut, and um, it looked like Ollie was given. Kara a bit of a hard time because she is an alien, which I thought was cool. I love that Ollie takes that approach, that he's always the douchebag in the group. Not the douchebag. Maybe that's a bad term. But he's always the, the, the logical one, and he doesn't really care who he offends. It's always what's in the best interest. He's kind of like Bruce Wayne. He is the Bruce Wayne, yeah, uh, of the group, you know, and he's got to be the logical one, even when everyone else is kind of like, nah, she's our friend, she's good people, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, we're fighting aliens and you are one, so keep your distance. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't really care who he offends. It's just he does what he thinks is right. I like that. And he does it really, really well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to catch up and watch those. That'll be good. Um, Flash is... But I think it's the best show on television. That's the only thing left. I have not seen the mid-season finale of Flash. I'm waiting for my brother because I watch that with him. Hopefully I get to watch it tonight. I think it's arguably the best show on television. It's, There's not another show where I laugh or cry or, or get excited. I mean, it brings out every emotion in it's me. It's the best out of those four, no doubt. I think so. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Slow down. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, the... I watched the the season finale of the so of uh, flat of season two of Flash, if I could speak, um, which looked like they were going to do Flashpoint. From what I understand, that didn't go on really long. Um, he kind of fixed everything, and then now it's well, just kind of like a ripple effect I'm of what fixed in quotations. Right. Well, there's like a ripple effect of what was changed because of what right. he changed. Really, really had my heart set on them doing some sort of thing with where flashpoint the book ends where thomas asks barry thomas wayne asks barry to bring the letter back to his son in present time and Bar- and bruce reads it and cries and that's just a huge huge one of my favorite moments in comic book history and uh even if they would have done it with arrow i think that would have been really really awesome yeah. um with his dad i think that was a missed opportunity um, maybe they will. Who knows? We'll see. And like I said, I'm behind. So I mean, if there's anything that alludes to that, I'm unaware of it, and I'll catch up, and I'll probably um, correct myself later. But I think that's a huge missed opportunity um, in the Arrowverse, as they call it, the Palantiverse. I think that was a missed opportunity. But um, the shows are just – the, the, the DC shows – are just as flawless as Marvel movies are. I mean, it's just everything they do is just awesome and it gets great reviews and it's just, it's appeasing every geekdom out there. If, uh, sorry not to cut you off. No, you didn't. Let's just say they want to throw a show on Friday night now, okay? Okay. Have one show every week, you know, uh, every day day of the week, right? Who would you like to see get turned into a television show? Nightwing. I think Nightwing is an intriguing character, and I think he appeases a lot, uh, appeals to a lot of demographics, right? So it's a superhero show. So you're going to pull all those same people that watch Flash and Supergirl right there just simply because it's another show. Um, he's a 20-something – in my head, he's a 20-something, good-looking, you know, uh, you know, tall, dark, and handsome guy, you know, which is going to bring in you – know, it, it, which is attractive you know, to a lot of different audiences as well. 
guys can want to be him, girls can want to be with him, um, and I think that's a chance to make a young star um, uh, that's that fits that profile. Um, plus, it's semi-related to Batman. Batman is one of the most iconic pop culture characters, which is not, in my opinion, being done properly on TV right now. Uh, you can make a case for Gotham. I'm not a fan of Gotham uh, personally, and he. But, I, but you also have not. Been, have you been catching up with the last couple of seasons? No. I watched the first five or six episodes of season one and decided the show was not for me. Okay. See, you kind of have to power through season one. <laughs> That's what I did. That's what I'm hearing. Um, I heard the kid that played the Joker's awesome. I heard that they're going to do Court of Owls this season, which is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugo Strange, I heard, was really good. The Riddler's a very uh, interesting character. I'm hearing a lot of good things he, from my friends. That's my favorite part of the show. Is, is the Riddler. Is the transformation of him becoming the Riddler and stuff. I may, when I stop with everything else, I may need to, to pick that up because I am hearing a lot of good things from my friends. You know what? Off topic real quick. What I started watching a couple nights ago was Shameless. Do you watch that? I did. I haven't watched the last season, the last couple of seasons. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. That show was fucking intense. Yeah. It is. Wow. I, with a name like Seamus and like... Shameless? Yeah. What did I say? Seamus? Oh, I meant, <laughs> I meant Shameless. Um... With a name like that, I kind of thought it was going to be – maybe it wasn't just the title, but maybe from the, the people in my life that I heard it suggested from, I kind of assumed it was going to be a comedy. It is not. It is very depressing and it's intense yeah. and it's gritty and it's – wow. It was not what I was expecting at all. I was like, this is a whole lot. I mean there's some funny stuff, but it's like fucked up funny. It's fucked up funny. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. But he is awesome. What is his name? Macy? Uh, yeah. He is incredible. William H. Macy? Yeah, he's yeah. great. The he's an awesome scumbag. Yeah, he really is. The girl, the oldest daughter, she's cool. She's hot. Um, what I like the uh, – like I'm only a couple episodes in, so bear with me. I know there's several, a handful of seasons already. I just started it. But the kid, Steven, the boy the, the, that's introduced – Right or right on as a love interest yeah, uh, for her. The, the kid Ian with the red hair, the brother Ian. Yes, he's the one who plays the Joker in Gotham. Yes, he is. You're right. Abs- okay. Good well, pull. he plays Jerome. We don't know if that's if he's the, the Joker. Joker or not. It's assumed um, or implied, rather. Um, I also noticed um, quick thing where I have you in front of me because I didn't tell you this, but the girl who plays the mom on Goldberg's. Is the girlfriend from One Man Army with Nicolas Cage that yeah. we watched? Yeah, I didn't realize that either because I watched the Goldbergs the other day on uh, Chris's suggestion. I showed uh, Nicole that uh, Nicole's my girlfriend. Uh, that trailer? Yeah, she wants to watch it of One Man Army. Yeah, movie look, that movie was hysterical. Ah! Oh, it was so good. Watch that movie um, if you have the chance. Um, download it, rent it, whatever you got to do. That movie's fucking hilarious. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so that's that's the Arrowverse. They just did that big uh, crossover. It was the first time all four shows were able to to cross over. And now that Supergirl's on the CW, so um, I got to catch up on that. Hopefully, I'll have more to elaborate on once I get caught up on those shows. Um, before we get off the superhero subject, real quick, I want to touch on um, Rebirth happened over was it this summer or the past summer? Summer twenty fifteen, right? No, was it twenty sixteen? It was this. It was this. It was this past. Yeah. Okay, um, it's hard. That's right, because I realized how many issues in we are, but they do a lot of the main titles are twice a month now, so yeah. they're getting through them pretty quick. Um, yeah, we're uh, the main ones. I think we're around issue twelve. It seems like so. It was six months ago. Doctor Manhattan is going to be behind what kind of what was what kind of forced all this. So, yeah. it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong. 
But the way I understand it is, you know, with the new 52, they were kind of starting anew, um, starting these stories over from scratch and, and had no continuity whatsoever with the previous issues. Now it looks like with Dr. Manhattan fucking with the timeline that they are acknowledging what happened to the New 52 as well as what happened before that as separate timelines and that Dr. Manhattan was able to screw everything up and now they're tr- kind of trying to figure out where they are and, and what's going cool, on. It's really awesome. It's about the, time. Yeah. I mean, the movie did great. It's one of the best-selling graphic novels of all time and it was kind of a one-off. It never really had a monthly issue. Never had a monthly issue. Yeah. Um, when, when you uh, you actually bought me the Watchmen book for yeah did something. you finish it yeah you oh did? yeah a while ago um, you really should read it you yeah should borrow it. it it's good it is a good is yeah. it but it's like is it like the movie or it's pretty close to the movie is it yeah. the movies I love the movie well, the, the, the really movie good. is pretty close to the book to the book yeah the movie's really good um, but I like so far what I'm seeing not a fan of what's going on with Detective Comics right now where Batwoman and it's nothing against the character I just Detective Comics is a flagship. For DC, Action and and Detective are the flagship titles for DC Comics. Action Comics is about Superman. Detective Comics, to me, should be about Batman. But it's not. It's about Batwoman, um, which is okay. It has nothing to do with the character. It's just I prefer it be about Batman. Uh, But Batman has his own several titles. All-Star Batman with Scott Snyder. um, And then the Batman title itself. Um, What's going on with The Flash? They created a new hero who I'm really intrigued in. And can't wait to see. I, I can't imagine it's going to be very long before we see him on the show. Godspeed. Um, I think it's a really interesting character. He's got a cool look. Really, really like it a lot. Well, okay. What? But you don't want to ruin something for me? Uh, there is a character that seems like it's very close to him. So we'll To see. Godspeed? Yeah. All right. We know his name. I can't remember his name. Well, the guy's... Santa something? Well, in the comic book, it's his detective buddy. Yeah. Who is... uh, What is his name? Valentine. Something Valentine, I want to say. I don't It escapes me right now. But yeah, it's one of the buddies, one of the guys that he works with on the the police force uh, ends up being Godspeed. Uh, But they do this big storyline where everybody in Central City gets speedster powers. Um, And that's how he kind of gets his. But he's the last one standing because he's murdering all the other ones. And taking their speed. And taking their speed, right. So... And the reason that he can he kills them is because he's taking their speed without them letting him. Basi- right. Basically, there's. Uh, are you caught up on Flash too? Yes. So basically, um, there's a way that if you like Barry was able to take speed from others, but they had to be willing to give it up. Right. He and, doesn't have to. be. And they ended up living. So. He could take it unwillingly, right. and then they die. Yes. Right, so because um, it's basically like ripping something away from you. But he's his costume is badass. I like the white and gold. It's really yeah, it's cool. cool. Um, so that, that's a really really interesting villain. And I think they uh, a lot of times you notice in comic books. I think when they try to create new characters from scratch, um, it doesn't always go over well because the characters that have stood the test of time are so beloved to these to the fans and to the readers. But I think they really hit this one out of the park. I think Godspeed's going to be uh, a staple in the Flash universe moving forward. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I wanted to touch on wrestling a little bit because that's another thing that you, um, I would say, are an expert in. That's something you follow pretty closely, something, again, I casually come in and out of. Um, but I recently watched Survivor Series, the big return for Goldberg um, yeah. in the main event against Brock Lesnar. The last time they fought. I sneezed and it was over. I know. Yeah, a lot of people did. and missed it. And you know what's funny is I actually – Went over to a buddy's house uh, with some friends. There was like five or six of us. 
none of them of which are wrestling fans. I hyped it for them because they were like, hey, do you want to hang out? And I was like, well, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view because Goldberg's coming back. And they were like um, – and they were like, well, if you want to come over, like we'll put it on or whatever. But you know, we're going to hang out. So I convinced them to let me put it on at their house. And so I had to sell them on the fact that Goldberg was coming back and it was going to be this big deal. And then it was over in 10 seconds. So I had egg on my face and I got teased and it, I looked, you know, it was pretty stupid. Um, I don't, again, I'm in and out of wrestling, but I don't see the benefit. I don't see a whole lot of benefits from having Goldberg go over in 12 seconds like that. I think the only thing to me, it seemed to, it seemed to me that the reason you do that is to sell video games because he's the DLC. He's the big DLC in this year's video game, and I, he was kind of—he's not on the cover, but he's been the selling point for the game. And I think that's why you do that. Now he's up two nothing on what is expected to be a, a, a three-match series, right? They're going to fight again. Supposedly, yeah, prob- probably something happening in the Rumble where Lesnar will cost. Goldberg, which will prompt him to want to re, uh, fight him again at WrestleMania. at WrestleMania. And the only thing... They're both in the Rumble match. Oh, oh, they are. Okay, so they've both been announced for the Rumble match. Yeah, so Lesnar, it sounds like, will probably cost him his opportunity. But Goldberg did say, I want to win the title. He came right out and said, I want to win the title. Well, I, I mean, in his mind, in a character standpoint, he's beat Brock Lesnar twice. What reason would he have to fight Brock Lesnar again? That That makes sense to me. Right, so... Well, going after the title would make sense if I were Goldberg. Right. But now, assuming Brock Lesnar will cost him his chance at the championship. That'll that, reinvigorate the feud. Right. That'll give him a new reason to go after Brock Lesnar again. Chris, I kicked your ass two times. I'm going to do it one more. Chris brought up a good point to me, though, because I was coming down on the whole thing. and Because I thought the whole thing was kind of stupid and I, I didn't think they were making good creative choices with Goldberg. But he brought up a good point to me was that, you know, like my son, who's nine, has no recollection of how dominant and intriguing a character Goldberg was uh, when he was on the streak and just completely dominating WCW at the time. And so in his opinion, they needed him to go over that emphatically on WWE's big beast in Brock Lesnar in order to remind the fans or show them for the first time how dominant Goldberg can be. Does that make sense to you? Yes, and that seems to be the general consensus. And also, we also found out that he hurt his shoulder in the Raw going into the pay-per-view too. So he was banged up. Who was? Goldberg. Goldberg was. Yep. So he beat Lesnar in 12 seconds with a shoulder injury having not been in wrestling for 12 years. Right, because he hasn't been training. He's been doing – the guy's in phenomenal shape. He's going to be – He looks incredible. But he hasn't been like in the ring. He, and he even said, I haven't been in the ring. And it takes a while you know, to get acclimated again. Did they touch on during promos or on Raw or any of the hype leading up to that match at all? Did they touch on the fact of how involved in MMA he is in his free time or no? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Because I've heard him say that in interviews. I know that's a big part of his life. He d- yeah, he but they didn't touch on it in wrestling at all. I think he owns a gym, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I think so. And he trains like Muay Thai and stuff. Muay Thai. Like that. Yeah, he's big into Muay Thai. So, but I, I didn't know if they were going to touch on that at all as part of his. But I've heard, like, you know, I listen to interviews all the time, and you'll always hear guys talk about how having good cardio is nothing compared to being able to have good cardio in the ring, like ring cardio, you know, it's completely different. Yes. 
But I would argue the cardio necessary for like an MMA fight is one step larger than that. No, because when you're taking bumps and stuff, you're you're impacting your body and stuff, and you're taking those bumps uh, bumps constantly, which affects your lungs and stuff. So right. you're sucking air a lot. That's why it's a different type. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you could also... But, but Muay Thai is not MMA, though. Muay Thai is just a bunch of flipping and stuff. Is that right? Yes. Muay Thai is not a style of fight? It's not a, it's not a it, martial it, art? It, it, it is, but it's not like MMA. It's not like punching and stuff. It's more of throwing and flipping. Really? Oh, Throwing okay. your opponent, pretty much. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, but in wrestling, though, you can call, like, a breather. Like, when guys get in, like... The headlock that lasts for seven minutes while the guy's trying to get back. Or you, you, there's a big spot. There's a lot of standing around where you could catch your breath. In MMA, the other guy's trying to fucking kill you, and you don't get a breather. You only get a breather if he takes a breather. Yeah, but, but, but still. That's why I would say— But there's a lot of laying around in MMA also. But it's not forced. Whereas wrestling, you're running the ropes constantly. You're landing on your, your body— and you, you sucking air a lot more. Yeah. but <laughs> Dude, this is coming from words of actual wrestlers. I know, but my point is that if you need a breather in wrestling, you can call for a breather. For a minute, in MMA, yeah. you can't. You take a breather, the other guy's fucking killing you. Uh, I mean, there are ways you can... Because if I'm out of breath, if we're in an MMA fight and I'm out of breath and you're not, I'm at a huge disadvantage. Right, well, if that's we're not going to happen, first of all. Okay, but I'm just giving you an example. You never know. <laughs> I'm pretty out of shape. But if I'm out of breath and you're not, I'm at a huge disadvantage. I'm probably fucked. In, an, in a wrestling match, if I'm out of breath, I could call a spot where we do a chin lock for 10 minutes or a submission move for a couple of minutes that I'm trying to get out of. Or you know, you do a big spot to me and I'm laying on the ground you don't and I can catch my a, breath. You don't want to be doing a chin lock for 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying, where they do the headlock and the guy's trying to get out of it, and it's just, you know, and he's just wrenching on. You're sitting in the middle of the ring for a good 10 minutes. I understand what you're saying, but there's also also holds that you can protect yourself. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to fight MMA, because I don't. Neither do I. Okay, but... there It's just... I've heard... I'm telling you, I've listened to interviews where the guys talk about training MMA is a lot different than actually competing in the wrestling ring, as far as breathing-wise. I could see that. I just – I would think that I would need my endurance to be that much more for for an MMA fight than a wrestling match. Now, here's the other thing though. Now, to argue my own point, wrestling matches last much longer than MMA fights. Yeah, and, and much actually longer. there's also breaks in between an MMA fight too. Yeah, there's what? Two-minute breaks in between rounds, so, uh, right? Or something like that. Yeah, something. there's like a minute or two minutes in between rounds. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You can make a case either way. I think that was a good argument. But there's a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, right? We just, we just yeah, had TLC. Roadblock end of the line. TLC just happened. Um, AJ kept the title yeah, right, against Dean Ambrose. Because James Ellsworth interfered. Right. Did he end up – what happened after that? James Ellsworth didn't win the title, did he? No. Well, okay. AJ's hurt. He hurt his ankle during the match legit. Really? So it's – Sounds like it's minor, so they were supposed to have a match on Tuesday for the championship, but that got postponed. On SmackDown? Yeah. Him and James Ellsworth were supposed to. Yes. Okay. Um, so now this roadblock is a Raw pay-per-view. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So, and Kevin uh, Owens is the current champion. 
Yes. What's the main event? Uh, him and Roman Reigns are fighting. Who's the United States champion, right. correct? Is this a title for title? No, I believe it's just for the champion, the world championship. Understood. So I could be wrong about that. Okay. Because I missed the past couple of weeks because I've, you know, been out of, we were out of town last right, week. Right, right. Um, and then um, Seth Rollins is fa- facing Chris Jericho. Oh, that should be an awesome match. Um, Charlotte and Sasha are fighting a- again. Um, let's see. I think that's it for now. New Day are probably going to defend their titles against somebody because they'll surpass the demolition record this week. And For the I'm, longest they've held the title? Yeah, it'll be over 400 and something days. Holy shit. So the New, New Day will probably lose the belts on Sunday. You think? Yeah. Uh, they need to get those belts off of them. Do they do a rotating thing between the three of them about who defends the titles? So, yeah, they have free bird rules. They do? Yeah. So does... Well, I guess it just happened, but the, the Wyatt family just won the tag titles on SmackDown. Yeah, I, they announced I think they're going to invoke that role too. Freebirds, right. So it's going to be Orton and uh, Harper and and Wyatt. Yeah. Gotcha. And the three of them could defend it however they want. That is so fucking weird to me that Orton is in that stable. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of intriguing. I have to give you a little bit of credit, just a little bit, not too much, because I don't, I don't want you to get high on it, but... You know, there was a lot of episodes we did on this very show where we argued about Randy Orton's lack of originality yeah. and how he has not transformed at all. And right. I argued he didn't need to right? because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I stand by that. Okay. I do. So don't take me wrong. However, <laughs> here's the caveat to that. I do have to give you a little bit of credit because this is a dramatic, as dramatic a gimmick change as he has – taken on in his career right 10 12 years he's been in, re- in professional wrestling now yeah. uh, at the wwe level I know, and he's finally sporting that new attire <laughs> yeah negative <laughs> no new attire at all no nothing he is randy orton just with accompaniment he's not to the even ring growing in his beard no <laughs> no beard same tights right yeah. his own cut off zip up hoodie as yeah. part of his entrance he looks nothing like a member of the wyatt family at all uh, I think that's a poor choice. Uh, I think that's... And he doesn't have to look like the Wyatts, but change up something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, that, that's I've a been huge wanting him to letdown. change up something since I didn't think he needed to. I dis- see that I still disagree with. I don't think he needed to change it. I think Randy Orton's awesome. Love Randy Orton. Always loved Randy Orton. If it wasn't broke, don't fix it. But this is... If you're going to do this, fucking commit. You can't go, all right, I'm going to be a part of the Wyatt family, which has a very distinct look. And and uh, not not fit the look and not go a- according to the plan with everybody else. I, he doesn't need to wear jeans. He could have done his own thing. Grow in the beard a little bit. Can you imagine Randy Orton with like a huge beard, like a huge Bray Wyatt, no, he Luke Harper beard? You think it would look weird? Yeah. But something. He needed to change something, and he looks exactly the same. I think that's a very, very poor choice. Somebody with some sort of uh, authority – Maybe like a Triple H needs to pull him aside and, do, and you need to do something. This You look fucking stupid. When he walks down to the ring with them, he looks stupid. Uh, he looks like he doesn't belong. Yeah. He looks like it's one of those forced tag teams. You know, like, tonight you have to team up with blah, blah, blah. You know, as kind of a random mix-up uh, to make a tag team match interesting. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's forced to be with them, uh, which is not the case. He's a part of the stable, but you couldn't tell just by looking at him. 
Um, so that's wrestling. The pay-per-view is coming up this Sunday. Um, maybe I'll watch it. Josh will be here. So uh, we'll probably watch it. We'll be able to talk about it next week. I wanted to go through um, some sports updates. I mean, we're going to, you know, Chris is coming over. So that's right. Yeah, we should watch it with you guys. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we will do that. So the four of us will all watch it together and we'll have something to talk about uh, on the next episode. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. We're going to incorporate more uh, sports into our show a little bit. I know John's a big Yankees fan. Um, I follow baseball and football pretty heavily. Uh, right now, uh, football is almost over. We only got three weeks left. My Jets suck. The Panthers suck. So I haven't had a whole lot to be excited about. But there's three weeks left of the season. Um, it looks like the barring anything catastrophic for the Falcons, it looks like the Panthers are going to – our hometown Panthers are going to miss out on the playoffs. Uh, the Cowboys are running – Which is so weird, huh? What's that? that? Super Bowl? Go to the Super Bowl. It's actually pretty common. Is it that uh, that the team? Actually, it's pretty common that both teams that make it to the Super Bowl the following year struggle um, with the amount of stress, uh, you know, and, and how long the season goes. The, you play sixteen games in a regular season. If you make the wild card, go all the way to the Super Bowl. That's four extra weeks. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to defend it, but I, I guess I really can't. But it, it, statistically, that's pretty common. Uh, that the following year that the Super Bowl teams kind of take a year off and kind of fall off. Um, have you heard anything um, recently or anything that interests you? I know football's not a big interest for you, but football wise, yeah, or yeah, sports wise. Well, football wise, I'm going to get to baseball here in a second. Yeah. We're going to talk about your Yankees because they, they just spent a lot of money. Um, but uh, before we wrap up with football, the, the Cowboys are currently uh, 11 and one or 12 and one. Big, big game tonight against the Giants on Sunday Night Football. That's going to decide. So excited. Yeah, I bet you are. You're going to tune in. Get your popcorn and your beer ready. I know you're a big uh, big Cowboys fan. Um, but uh, baseball, hot stove right now is what they call the offseason with the free agent signings, the winter meetings, Wait, and trades and whatnot. going off like crazy every day. With different updates. Are you being sarcastic? No, no. I'm, no, I'm being for real. Just- so just a quick rundown. I have in front of me a list of some of the what has gone on since Monday, December 5th. Like I said, today is December 10th. But just before that, my Mets re-signed um, Giannis Cespedes, which was huge for them. This is the second summer in a row he's opted out of his contract and re-signed with us. It's a matter – obvious to me, That's it's a matter of money. He wants to be in New York. I think, he's a, I think he likes playing for the Mets, um, but it was a matter of money. He wants to get – you know he wants to get paid while he can, while he's in the prime of his career, and uh, any former athlete can can uh, understand that and sympathize with it. So I have no problem with that. I think he got the deal that he deserved. I think we got a little bit of a discount because he likes playing in New York, but for the most part, I thought it was a fair deal. Um, I think it was uh, four years, one hundred and ten mil, um, if I if I remember correctly, four or five years, one hundred and ten mil, uh, which I thought was fair um, for the caliber of player that he is. Um, Couple of big so the, the the San Francisco Giants signed Mark uh, Melanson uh, to a four year contract. When Chris hears this episode, he's going to be proud I pronounced that correctly because I was doing it wrong all week. Um, the Dodgers signed Rich Hill, got themselves another starter. The Astros signed Carlos Beltran to a one year deal, stole your DH, um, which I think they may have fixed anyway, and I'll get to that in a second. But Beltran, the Yankees oh, were trying to bring him back, yeah. Um, the Yankees were trying to bring him back. I know they were close, uh, but the Astros ended up signing. The Astros have been uh, very aggressive. They made a couple of trades. They traded for, again, your boy uh, McCann. Uh, they traded for him, and uh, the Yankees yeah, got I prospects mean, in return. I was kind of bummed. I like Brian McCann, but most people were like, okay, good. Well, I think the reason for that, Yankees weren't 
Yankee fans weren't too perturbed about it because that kid stepped up for you guys late last year. He looks promising. Sanchez, I want to say, um, is that kid's name. He hit 20 home runs in the last two or three months of the season, and uh, a lot of people have high hopes for him. But the, uh, the Astros signed Carlos Beltran. Uh, the Red Sox extended the contract for their manager. Uh, what else was big? The Yankees signed Matt Holiday. That's going to fit your DH role right there. It's a one-year, right? One-year deal. He, I think he's 37 years old, uh, so not a huge investment. But uh, Oh, the, the Texas Rangers signed Cargo, uh, Carlos Gomez, which was a big deal. Anyway, uh, back to Matt Holiday. I don't see a lot. I wanted to bring up the Yankees lineup right now, but there doesn't appear to be a whole lot of power in their lineup. Teixeira retired. They traded McCann. Beltron signed with the Astros. They do sign Holiday, but you still have your starting lineup. Looks like I don't even know at this point who's going to play first base for you guys. Do you know? Uh, uh, is that Bird? So Bird, your second baseman is. Uh, DD is the shortstop. Is the shortstop. Uh, second base is. Um, I got to look it up. DD's your, your shortstop, right? And then now you'll have Holiday as your DH. And Chase Headley currently is the third baseman. Chase Headley's the third baseman. Gardner's an outfielder. Yeah, um, Gardner, and then there's um, the uh, really tall guy. What's look, his, I forget his name. My point was that Chris is going to shoot me. Yeah, um, I know both of us. My point was that up and down the lineup, that doesn't appear to be a lot of power. But you play smart baseball. You get contact hits. You know, you play small ball. You win games two to one, three to one, one nothing. They did get just several days ago signed Araldus Chapman, uh, re-signed him. What a fucking brilliant move! And you don't know how much this pains me to say as a crosstown fan, but fucking brilliant. At some point throughout the season, the Yankees said to themselves, "You know, this isn't our year. We're not going to be able to make the playoffs. Let's. We got to start making moves in the betterment of the team." Trade Araldus Chapman to the Chicago Cubs before the deadline. The Cubs end up going on to win the World Series with Chapman as their closer. He becomes a free agent. The Yankees get him back. So the Yankees got prospects from the Cubs in exchange for Chapman and get Chapman right back uh, in the offseason, which is a fucking brilliant move. They traded um, Miller. To the Indians, the Indians end up going to the World Series. They end up losing, but Miller was a huge part of their success up until that point. They got prospects in return for him. Uh, just brilliant moves. So now they have Patances uh, in the eighth, seven eighth ish, uh, and then Araldis Chapman's going to be able to close, which is going to allow them to win a lot of close, close, low scoring games um, in their division. The Blue Ray, the Blue Jays lost. Uh, looks like Batista is going to resign, going to sign somewhere else. Edwin Encarnacion looks like he's going to sign somewhere else. Um, so the Orioles, I believe, have been pretty stagnant with their hitters. But I think they can win close games in that division. I uh, really do. Uh, Aaron Judge was the tall guy that I, I couldn't Aaron remember. Aaron Judge, saying. okay. And Who's Jacoby another outfielder? Ellsbury. And Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah. Right. And Who's then, your leadoff uh, guy? The second baseman is uh, Starling Castro. I forgot mm. about him. Yeah, that's an easy name. i yeah. surprised I forgot that too. So like I said, not a lot of power in that lineup at all. But – they play in a small ballpark, and um, I think they may be okay. Like I said, I think the division is very winnable with the way the Blue Jays have let a lot of their power go. They lo- they lost Dickey too. The, the Braves signed Dickey. Um, the Nationals traded uh, for Adam Eaton and also got 
uh, Danny Espinoza. It looks like the um, Diamondbacks signed Fernando Rodney, who's a relief pitcher. Baseball's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. It's been exciting. So not as exciting as some other weeks, but uh, some other years, excuse me. But we're still waiting, to to my knowledge, we're still waiting for Encarnacion and Batista, the three, four hitters in the Blue Jays lineup to to sign somewhere. Um, Dexter Fowler signed with the, uh, where was it, with the Cardinals. So they get another outfielder to replace Halliday. So that's hot stove baseball. The Mets, in my opinion, my Mets have the best pitching staff in baseball. We needed to re-sign Cespedes uh, to keep the power, so hopefully we'd be okay. We were very injury-prone injury last year, uh, which hurt us down the stretch. So, so far it's looking good. Anything else on the Yankees you wanted to touch on? Did you have anything nah. for baseball at all? Uh, so that's that's our sports wrap-up. Uh, we talked about Arrowverse, the Justice League trailer. We talked a little comic book, Star Wars. Um, we talked the Marvel Universe, the Spider-Man trailer. A uh, lot, lot of stuff we had to cover today. Felt good to get back in the swing of things, man. Yeah. Podcast felt good. We are probably not going to do a weekly show anymore. No, we'll do it when we get a chance, you know, yep. when we can hang out. Um, Maybe every couple of weeks or something. Yeah, but... when there's stuff to talk about. Yep. Rogue One's coming out. We'll probably talk about that on the next episode, um, whatever's going on in wrestling at that point. Hopefully, the rumor is we'll be getting another Justice League trailer before the new year. Oh, so cool. that's what I'm hearing on the internet. So we'll have more for you to hate and more for me to appreciate. And we could banter about that. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's coming up around the bend. Do you have anything else you wanted to cover or anything else you wanted to get on? No, I'll talk about Walking Dead next next time too. The Walking se- Dead. mid-season finale is tonight. So. Oh, that's right. Today's Sunday. Yep. Yeah, the, the mid-season finale will be tonight. Negan's been a regular character yes, since. I've been a huge fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the uh, – Negan. Real quick, if, if you don't want to dive into it right now, but just because I want to gauge, because I I'm not a big Walking Dead fan, but how did you feel about? Because I know there was a lot of speculation in the off season about who it was, because it was left a mystery in the season finale last season of who it was that Negan killed. When you watched the season premiere, how did you feel about the creative decision that they made to kill off who they did and why? Uh, I I was surprised that it was two people. Well, it was one and then another one, right? Right. The one he actually hit in the closing episode of the season finale. It was I, – I predicted one of two people and it was one – Abraham was one of those two. Gotcha. So I predicted Abraham or Sasha uh, and they ended up going with Abraham. Uh, Abraham's a safe play, I think. And I don't watch the show, so you tell me. But I think that was a safe play. Uh, he, yeah, I mean at, at this point in the books, he's been gone for a while, you know, a, a good little bit and uh, – uh, but uh, them doing two people, I think, was a big shocker. So you know that was cool, and they actually did. Well, they also nixed Glenn, Glenn, which actually did happen in the comic books, which is the he, big deaths. They have not been doing the same character. But he was on borrowed time. Glenn died a while ago in the books, correct? No, Glenn died like this. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh. So that's why it was surprising that they, Ew. you know, which was really cool. They did exactly like the book. Frame by frame, even the eyeball That's coming pretty out. Awesome. So it was pretty crazy. That is good. So, yeah, was, but you were okay with Abraham dying? Like I said, I it seemed like that yeah. Was I mean, safe... I, I mean, I think no matter who it was, I was going to be bummed out because I'm very invested in all of the characters. Even Aaron, you know, I'm invested in him. And even when they killed Denise, she wasn't a major character, but I felt like we could have seen more of her. Now, Glenn's wife or girlfriend, she was pregnant, right? Yes. She is pregnant. Maggie, yeah, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And now Glenn's dead. So. That sucks. That's sad. 
Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Anyway. All right, man. I think we touched on it all. Cool. I'm excited that we uh, that we got back into this. Yeah. This felt good. I had a lot of fun. We'll see you guys next year. For yeah, us, right. For the next episode. 16 months. Stay tuned. <laughs> We're going to come back strong. All right, man. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, you can get at me on on Twitter at Steve underscore Hackett underscore five. Uh, that's also my Instagram. Um, and that's, yeah, DM me. If you have any questions you want to talk about the show or any comments about anything that we cover, uh, I want to go over regularly. I want to go over sports. I want to go over the stuff that we watch and we're into. Uh, no format. We're going to do it as often as we can or want to, and we're going to talk about whatever we can and want to. John, how can we get at you? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at JohnT320 and the show's Instagram at John underscore Steve underscore show. That's on Instagram. All right. And the email for the show? Uh, John Steve show at, at John, gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Hit Sorry, us up. a little rusty. That's no, okay. Yeah, we're going to get back in the swing of things. Let's brush off that dust. Uh, all right. I appreciate you guys downloading. I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to come back at you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the holidays if we don't hear from you. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Have a safe uh, and happy Christmas and a safe and happy New Year's. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Getting crazy, living like this is so amazing. Hold up, take a step back when we roll up, cause I know what we've been loyal, we've been fan, we the ones you're trusting. Won't hesitate to go straight to your head like a concussion. I know I've been busting, no discussion for my family. No hesitation through my scope, I see my enemy. Like, what's up? Hold up, we finna reload up. Yes, I reload up, I know what up, I know what up. I, I told you, you, 
to destruction a full dosage of detrimental dysfunction i'm dying slow but the devil trying to rush me see i'm a fool for pain i'm a dummy might cut my head off right after i slip my throat tongue kiss a shark got jealous bitches up in the boat eating peanut butter and jellyfishes on toast and if i get stung i get stoked might choke like i chewed a chunk of charcoal naked in the north pole that's why my heart cold full of sorrow the lost soul and only lord knows when i'm coming to the crossroads so i don't feel shit for tomorrow and i'm a sucker for pain it ain't nothing for pain you just fucking complain you ain't tough as you claim just stay up in your lane just don't fuck with Lil Wayne. i'ma jump from my plane or stand in front of a train cause i'm a sucker for pain used to doing bad now we feel like we just now getting in ain't got no other way so we started and finished it no pain no gain never stand down made a own way never going slow we pick up the pace this is what we wanted from a young age no emotion that's what business is lord have mercy on the witnesses Got me 